Blog Talk Radio. Morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to Hope for Today. My name is Naja E. Brown, your host, and we thank you for your support and participation. Hope for Today is an outreach program of Yield to the King Ministry, and our hope and prayer for our listening audience all over the world is that you hear something that is encouraging, life-altering, or prompting you to study the Word of God. We welcome your comments anytime, and you can reach us through our website at www.yieldtothekingministry.org. Well, welcome to today's episode entitled, Burden of the Rocks in Your Wagon. So the promotional material reads, God's voice is easily detectable. Do you agree or disagree with this statement? When we read the Bible... A red-letter edition helps us know when Jesus is speaking. But what about when we're not reading God's word? How does God speak to us then? Is his voice a soft whisper or resounding boom? How can we be sure if it's really God speaking? The key is following him, not just hearing and knowing his voice. John Chapter 10, verse 27 says, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. We should be ready to hear, know, and respond to the voice of God, especially when he asks us to do something for him. We must get to the place where we respond without reservation. I have a one-year-old grandson And when I visit him, I am in awe of how finally the manufacturers have figured it all out. No longer are they manufacturing what I would call singleton baby items. I remember back in the 70s when my oldest son was born and he was a baby, I used to purchase all of the single items, the high chair, the walker, the crib, the potty seat. And I don't know if car seats were required back then. I don't think they were. But today, I see the three-in-one concept. Now, there are at least three functions in one compared to what used to be just one baby item. And to that, I say, hip, hip, hooray. When I visit uh, my grandson on Tuesday evenings, I marvel at all the little electronic devices they call toys today. Everything sings, whistles, makes music, or talks, and in multiple languages. Of course, I feel right at home when I hear a musical tune I'm familiar with, like the ABC song or Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. The other day, I was absolutely delighted when I saw his first little red wagon. Every child must have a little red wagon. He had a stuffed animal in it, a ball, a musical toy, and some plastic colorful shapes that fit into a larger sized ball. Ah, I had found it, something I could relate to. I said to myself, not all is lost here. Today, we're going to talk about what is in our 
Little Red Wagon. Years ago, I taught a woman's Bible study entitled Having a Merry Heart in a Martha World, and the book is by Joanna Weaver. It was a wonderful woman's study and spoke volumes to those of us who are busy with daily activities and distractions. The theme of the study is finding intimacy with God in the busyness of life. Does that resonate with you like it did for me many years ago? In the book, the author presented a formula, prayer plus the word plus time equals intimacy with God. Think about that for a minute. Prayer plus the word plus time equals intimacy with God. So let's take a look at a passage that speaks to both sisters, Martha and Mary, and let's see what choices they made as individuals in the moment. The scripture is found in the book of Luke, chapter 10. We're going to look at verses 38 through 42. Luke, chapter 10, 38 through 42, and this is the New International Version. Verse 38 says, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. Verse 39 said, she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. Verse 40 says, but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work all by myself? Tell her to help me. Verse 41 says, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things. Verse 42 says, but few things are needed or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken from her. It says in verse 39 that Martha was distracted. I've heard that distractions are a purpose killer. When we allow distractions to enter in, it causes us to lose our focus and pay attention to things that necessarily are not of God. What must we do? Well, the answer is to sit at his feet at the feet of Jesus. That's what Mary chose to do. She sat at Jesus' feet. She made the better choice in the moment. We must carve out our time to sit at the feet of Jesus. Now, in this book, Having a Merry Heart in a Martha World, I'm going to read to you a little bit of chapter four, and it's entitled The Cure. And the verse that uh, is uh, part of this chapter is Luke chapter 10, verses 41 through 42. We just read those. And it says, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. So this is chapter four. The story is told of a man who met God in a lovely valley one day. How are you this morning? God asked the fellow. I'm fine, thank you, the man replied. Is there anything I can do for you today? Yes, there is, God said. I have a wagon with three stones in it, and I need someone to pull it up the hill for me. Are you willing? Yes, I'd love to do something for you. Those stones don't look very heavy, and the wagon's in good shape. I'd be happy to do that. Where would you like me to take it? God gave the man specific instructions. Sketching a map in the dust at the side of the road. Go through the woods and up the road that winds up the side of the hill. Once you get to the top, just leave the wagon there. Thank you for your willingness to help me today. No problem, the man said and set off cheerfully. The wagon pulled a bit behind him, but the burden 
was an easy one. He began to whistle as he walked quickly through the forest. The sun peeked through the trees and warmed his back. What a joy to be able to help the Lord, he thought, enjoying the beautiful day. Just around the third bend, he walked into a small village. People smiled and greeted him. Then at the last house, a man stopped him and asked, How are you this morning? What a nice wagon you have. Where are you off to? Well, God gave me a job this morning. I'm delivering these three stones to the top of the hill. My goodness, can you believe it? I was just praying this morning about how I was going to get this rock I have up to the top of the mountain, the man told him with great excitement. You don't suppose you could take it up there for me? It would be such an answer to prayer. The man with the wagon smiled and said, of course, I don't suppose God would mind. Just put it behind the other three stones. Then he set off with three stones and a rock rolling behind him. The wagon seemed a bit heavier, but he could feel, and he could feel the jolt of each bump, and the wagon seemed to pull to one side a bit. The man stopped to adjust the load as he sang a hymn of praise, pleased to be helping out a brother as he served God. Then he set off again and soon reached another village at the side of the road. A good friend lived there and offered him a glass of cider. You're going to the top of the hill, his oldest friend asked. Yes, I am so excited. Can you imagine? God gave me something to do. Hey, said his friend, I need this bag of pebbles taken up. I've been so worried that it might not get taken care of since I haven't any time to do it myself but you could fit it in right between the three stones here in the middle. With that, he placed his burden in the wagon. Shouldn't be a problem, the man said. I think I can handle it. He finished the cider and then stood up and brushed his hands on his overalls before gripping the handle of the wagon. He waved goodbye and began to pull the wagon back onto the road. The wagon was definitely tugging on his arm now, but it wasn't uncomfortable. As he started up the incline, he began to feel the weight of the three stones, the rock, and the pebbles. Still, it felt good to help a friend. Surely God would be proud of how energetic and helpful he'd been. One little stop followed another, and the wagon grew fuller and fuller. The sun was hot above the man pulling it, and his shoulders ached with the strain. The song of praise and thanksgiving that had filled his heart had long since left his lips as resentment began to build inside. Surely this wasn't what he had signed up for that morning. God had given him a burden heavier than he could bear. The wagon was huge and awkward as it lumbered and swayed over the rut and the road. Frustrated, the man began having a vision of giving up and letting the wagon roll backwards. God was playing a cruel game with him. The wagon lurched and the load of obligations collided with the back of his legs, leaving bruises. This is it, he fumed. God can't expect me to haul all this weight, all of this, all the way up the mountain. Oh, God, he wailed. This is too hard for me. I thought you were behind this trip. But I, have, I am overcome by the heaviness of it all. 
You'll have to give it to someone else to do. I'm just not strong enough. As he prayed, God came to his side. Sounds like you're having a hard time. What's the problem? You gave me a job that is too hard for me, the man sobbed. I'm just not up to it. God walked over to where the wagon was braced with a stone. Well, what is this? He held up a bag of pebbles. That belongs to John, my good friend. He didn't have time to bring it up himself. I thought I would help him. And this? God uh, tumbled two pieces of shale over the side of the wagon as the man tried to explain. God continued to unload the wagon, removing both light and heavy items. They dropped to the ground, the dust swirling up around them. The man who had hoped to help God grew silent. If you will be content to let others take their own burdens, God told him, I will help you with your task. But I promised I would help. I can't leave these things lying here. Let others shoulder their own belongings, God said gently. I know you were trying to help, but when you are weighted down with all these cares, you cannot do what I have asked you. The man jumped to his feet, suddenly realizing the freedom God was offering. You mean I only have to take the three stones after all, he asked. That is what I asked you to do, God smiled. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. I will never ask you to carry more than you can bear. I can do that, said the man, grinning from ear to ear. He grabbed the wagon handle and set off once again, leaving the rest of the burdens behind and on the side of the road. The wagon still lurched and jolted lightly, but he hardly noticed. A new song filled his lips, and he noticed a fragrant breeze over the path. With great joy, he reached the top of the hill. It had been a wonderful day, for he had done what the Lord had asked. What is in your wagon? What is the burden of the rocks in your wagon? Whose rocks are in your wagon? That's a question that we all have to ask ourselves. John 10, 27 says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. In closing, empty your wagon and whatever the rocks or the burdens are that are causing you to feel overburdened, overworked, and overwhelmed. Set your sights on what God has asked you to do and complete that task. Always leave room and time to work on your intimacy with God. Set an appointment with Jesus to sit at his feet. Let you and I let go of the busyness of life. And with that, I want to say, may God bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and give you peace. We'll talk again in a couple of weeks. God bless you.